You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. Ransomware's out there, but so are other familiar threats like DDoS and business email compromise. What you should think about in terms of security when you buy a new device and bring it online thinking about cyber deterrence, and what can happen when journalists invite you to become part of the story. Alas, sometimes it's not so good. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Thursday, March 31st, 2016. Ransomware and its particular impact on healthcare enterprises dominated the hacking news this week, but other threats haven't gone away either. The continuing investigation into the Bangladesh Bank wire fraud incident serves as a cautionary reminder of the threat posed by business email compromise schemes. In this case, it would seem that anomaly detection might have flagged the fraud before it passed before the eyes of an alert and linguistically sensitive Deutsche Bank staffer. And it seems that multi-factor authentication might have prevented the compromise of sensitive Bangladesh bank credentials, which the criminals seem to have accomplished through a keylogger. Distributed denial-of-service attacks also have real consequences for real businesses. One of the earliest Bitcoin wallet service providers, CoinKite, an online cloud-based crypto bank operating from Canada, has exited its core business to concentrate on hardware. Part of their reason was the business fatigue of dealing with both DDoS and government suspicious. Quote, being a centralized Bitcoin service does attract attention from state actors and other well-funded pains in the rear... And as a matter of fact, we've been under DDoS since the first month we launched, end quote. And talk of enterprise security shouldn't drown out awareness of the importance of security to private users. What about your home network, your family's devices? CSO publishes a bit of a rant about how visiting sites one might be ashamed of makes users reluctant to remediate problems in their machines, preferring to simply discard and replace machines that have become slow, which really means malware-ridden, rather than follow sound practices of digital hygiene. We all eventually will buy new machines, so how should we set them up? We have some good advice from one of our partners at the Johns Hopkins University. Joe Kerrigan told us about what you should do with your new machine. We'll hear from him after the break. In defense policy, the UK and the US are upgrading the cyber protections in their Trident submarine-launched ballistic missiles. These systems are held to be central to the two countries' nuclear deterrent capability, and so, all considerations of nuclear surety aside, the system's predictable reliability remains a priority for the U.S. and Royal Navies. 
The U.S. military continues to work out how it might operationalize cyber deterrence, that is, build enough credible capability to identify hostile actors in cyberspace and hold their capabilities and other things those adversaries might value at risk. The primary challenge in operationalizing that other long-familiar deterrence regime, nuclear deterrence, especially in its Cold War form, was assurance making it clear to the adversary that they couldn't deprive you of the ability to retaliate for a strike. But with cyber deterrence still very much a work in progress, you face other issues. As the chairman of the U.S. Joint Chiefs of Staff, Marine Corps General Joseph Dunford put it in a talk at the Center for Strategic and International Studies this week, quote, We need to develop a framework within which to deter cyber threats, and obviously attributing threats and managing escalation and hardening ourselves against cyber attacks are all areas that require more work, end quote. We note particularly the difficulty of attribution in the cyber domain. It's notoriously difficult, and false flags, provocations, and the use of deniable third-party surrogates are all well-established techniques in cyber conflict. Finally, you listeners of a certain age will recall the new journalism practiced during the final third of the last century by the late Hunter S. Thompson and others. The new journalists permitted themselves to become part of the story, and neither held aloof from their subjects nor copped any pretense of lofty objectivity. So, from what we're hearing this week, we're pretty sure that must be going on at CNBC. The network ran an online story about the importance of using strong passwords, and we're pretty sure, in an homage to that old participatory new journalism, CNBC included a link to a password strength tester where you, the consumer of the news, could become part of the news by entering your password to find out if it was any good or not. And then, wait for it, that link also collected your passwords and then put them into a Google Docs spreadsheet for everyone to see. But the spreadsheet was marked private, It was like fear and loathing in Inglewood Cliffs. Seriously, do keep your passwords strong. If you're in research, keep working on some alternatives to passwords, and don't be too hard on CNBC. Fundamentally, they were well-intentioned and trying to be on the side of the angels. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use. With zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications, so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. 
Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Joining me once again is Joe Kerrigan from Johns Hopkins Information Security Institute. They're one of our academic and research partners. Uh, Joe, for our listeners, I want to talk about just some general general security tips. I buy a new computer. A new computer gets dropped off on my front door from Amazon. Is that computer ready to go out of the box, or are there security steps that I need to take to protect myself? Uh, generally, they're ready to go right out of the box. There are some, some nice security tips that I like to have uh, on all of my computers. Number one, Make sure that your updates, your automatic updates are enabled uh, and don't disable automatic updates. There are two things you can do to make to protect your computer. It will protect you from most things, and that is updating your computer and then making sure you're running the right software with, uh, with some kind of application whitelisting software. Now, there's not really a lot of consumer-grade application whitelisting software. Uh, and a whitelisting software just is essentially a security product that before you start any program, it says, is this computer allowed to run this program? And if it's not, it doesn't let the software run. And that can prevent a lot of malicious software from running. Since there's really not a consumer-grade option for that, for one or two computers at home, uh, what I recommend is that people make sure they understand what it is they're installing. And whenever they get asked to install a piece of software, think to yourself before you click on the buttons and say, yeah, go ahead and install this. What am I installing? What did I ask to have installed? Did I even ask to have something installed? A lot of times these websites will just start downloading something and, and people will just click, yeah, okay, click, and they'll install malicious software right off the bat. So be mindful of what you're installing. And, of course, always consider the source of where you're downloading things from. I mean, you know, something downloading something from, from Adobe is different than, than uh, the latest thing you found on a BitTorrent site. Correct, absolutely. Uh, and attackers can even make it look like you're downloading something from Adobe. Uh, the best bet is to use uh, check your browser. Make sure that when you look in the address bar that you see that you're actually connected to adobe.com, for example, and that the, the security settings are valid and they match up. You can check that with a little lock. Depending on your browser, you can, you can mouse over that lock and you can actually get the certificate information from the site that you're visiting. All right, good advice. Joe Kerrigan, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening.
And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.